0: Welcome to our new podcast series, simply and aptly titled Asked and Answered, where you, our listeners, ask a question about modern missions today, and our Executive Director, Ron Pierce, and Vice President, Karis Pierce, answer to the best of their ability. My name is Joy Keita, and as always, I will be your podcast host. Stay tuned to the very end of this podcast to find out how your question can be asked and answered. So, in the studio with me right now, we have Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome back, guys. I hope you're as excited as I am about this new series. I mean, you know how many questions I usually have about <laughs> missions <laughs> and what God is doing around the world. So, I am trusting that our listeners do as well. Are you ready for our first question? Go <laughs> We're ahead. Ready. Okay, you're ready. Shoot. What role does transportation play in the church planning ministries around the world? Well,
1: Transportation takes on many forms, and it's it's usually a way of just getting people around or getting movement involved. And the reason why it's so necessary in missions today is because it is the most effective way to utilize a person's time who's in the ministry. For instance, a young pastor goes out there and starts One Church— and therefore, he can live next door to the church or something of that nature in India or Vietnam. But usually what happens is because there's such a great growth in the body of Christ around the world in, in most of these countries that we deal with in power that he won't just start one church. He'll start two, three, four, five. And therefore, now these aren't right next door or two blocks away. This could be in the next village. This could be five miles up the road. This could be across the river sort of situation. So, that means that he's got to get there. Well, we don't want him to waste his time by walking because he's not really productive when he's walking. We want him to get there quickly so that he can minister and and break forth the Word of God and lead people to Christ and help disciple. So, we've got to make him more effective in ministry, and we can do that by giving him a bicycle, a motorcycle, a um, donkey. Karis, uh, what are some of the other things? Oh,
2: we've done horses and elephants and camels. And and, wait,
0: yeah. you've done elephants? Yeah,
1: oh, yes. That, yeah. that was...
0: <laughs> it was a different situation. That was a different <laughs>
1: situation with Buddhist monks okay. who needed uh, an elephant to haul tea clogs out of the jungle. These oh, were wow. born-again... Christians who got kicked out of the monastery and uh, they were Buddhist monks in the monastery and they came and they said I need a elephant so mm. came home and and tried to raise money for an elephant and as I tell folks uh, we got a used one few <laughs> years old and it was a good model on the lot and they got it they hooked up the logs they pulled out the logs they sold them and in that way they were able to make enough money whereby they could be in ministry going in and talking to the other Buddhist monks. So, ah, it was valuable, yeah. and it, it's, it's a short-term, short-distance sort of transportation, but it's it's movement that's involved and it's tools for ministry. So That's they didn't, really what we're talking they didn't
0: about. take the elephant from village to village. Well, maybe they, <laughs> they did. They might have. They could have
1: ridden <laughs> them. It depends. But uh, they so, did it for other things.
0: <laughs> for me, I've actually never considered this question before. I've never thought about transportation in missions. But the more I learn about it, it's, it's really quite interesting. When you have people who are turning to Christ and then becoming church planners, a lot of them are walking. I mean, they don't oh, have yes. a lot of money. That's right. Uh, and I never thought about it at all. Well,
1: listen to this as well, Joy. Most of the growth in the world today is not with the rich. It's not in cities. It's not in areas where you can use a car or afford a car. And therefore, most of the transportation that is needed is for a country road or uh, a trail or something else like that. So, therefore, Mm -hmm. a bicycle and a motorcycle will do. These are poor folks. They can't afford to put gas in. And uh, a motorcycle takes only a little bit of gas and a a bicycle, well, that's just human effort. And -hmm. therefore, that's where we really need to give these young men, young women, some sort of transportation to be able to be effective to get around in rural situations.
0: And we've talked about before how... um it is in the poorer areas where the gospel is exploding in most of these countries. Oh, yes. That's right. So, when it comes to bicycles, then, is this one of the number one things missionaries, church planners in, in country can use?
1: Well, yes, but there's so many church planters, we can't afford to buy one no. for everyone. Right. So, we give it to the—we um, we ask the leaders of the church planning movements, how many do you need and who do you need them for? And so he says, well, we need 500, <laughs> but we can only afford, maybe we can get 10. Well, mm-hmm. we'll give them to this leader or this guy who's got real ministry over here. He's an evangelist. So they know how to place them. So we try to produce or, or provide as many as possible.
2: Uh, another thing that we've done over the years is um, we did camels. And what it was in Ethiopia, and they were these mobile... Um, schools that they would take, bring it to one village, set up the school, and then in a little while, pack it all up on the camel and then move it to another village. And we found those extremely effective That was in India, did you say? No, that was in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, in in the desert situation, actually. Mobile schools. And
1: they would would take it in the desert, uh, as Karis says, to these locations and win the loss. And I was just over there, Karis, and I heard stunning numbers from this. For instance, I think it was like fifteen or 20,000 people over a period of like, man, it must have been 10 years ago when we got yeah, started.
2: Yeah, it was a while ago. Um,
1: 15 uh, or 20,000 people accepted Christ because of this. Wow. And that was, again, just by camels.
0: And yeah. is this because the people on the camel are using the camel? They can get into places well, that on
1: not Yeah, they were following these these caravans, and okay. they would hook up with them, and they would travel around the countryside, and they would provide school for those people that were in the caravan. Mm -hmm. And then they would come to a certain location. They'd camp there for a while. While the school took on a little bit more solid form. And they would talk about Jesus. They would talk about the Bible. The Bible was the textbook for Mm -hmm. reading. And these people just came to the Lord. And then they would keep going on the camels to the next village or to the next caravan or something like Ah, that. And I
0: suppose the transportation helps it to be easier to revisit Oh yes.
1: Mm-hmm. oh yes. Oh right. yes. It's 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 quick movement because the need is so great. Here's here's our problem. We have so many people around the world right now that want to hear the gospel and they're having such great success the young pastors, evangelists, etc. in winning the lost. We've just got to help them get there quicker to to reach these people basically before they die.
0: Every day matters, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. It, it's a it's a day by day, minute by minute opportunity to provide them with wheels, wings on their feet, shall we say, Mm. to get them there as quickly as possible.
2: And it also the most cost-effective way too. Some people say, "Well, why don't you just get everybody cars?" No. Well, no. we can get a lot of motorcycles and bicycles for the price of one car. Exactly. So. And cars
1: break down yeah. easily, mm-hmm. and parts are hard to find sometimes. Whereas motorcycles, if you get one that's in that country or they've got parts for, very simple to fix.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So the difference between giving someone a motorcycle and a bicycle is there different standards to that, or different countries? That different countries, fits,
1: different, situations, right? different situations, everything. Like that. Um, a, a motorcycle cares uh, 1200 right. yeah, to $1,500. Yeah, sort. about
2: that. Yeah. Some,
1: usually uh, that much cost in many of these situations. And a bicycle would be
2: around $100. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and a lot of the, uh, leaders that we work with they know the cost and they know the amount of bicycles they could get to their workers mm-hmm. uh versus one motorcycle so they they're very strategic in how they plan also
1: another thing involved with this another ma- matter is the fact that this allows the pastor to go out and visit his um, congregations in the outside laying areas. But he's also able to be home at night. Mm -hmm. And that's important to protect his family. Because in some of these situations, it's rather dangerous because of persecution or robbers Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So when... Daddy, who's also the pastor evangelist, can be home with mum and the kids at dark. Mm-hmm. That's really, mm-hmm. really good. And it gives the pastor more freedom. To, to, to be walking in the darkness, mm-hmm. in an area where there's tigers, lions, mm-hmm. thieves, yeah. cutthroats, everything right. like this, is not good. But if you're on a motorcycle— you can come home and be home quickly and take care of the family. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's probably um, some places where they travel extensively in a daytime. Like oh, yes. To, mm-hmm. From village to village oh, it would be, oh, yes, right?
1: yes, And And so I talked to one pastor one time in Ethiopia, and I said, so how far do you walk in any given day? And he says, he says well, usually I walk about 10 miles. I said, 10 miles? And I said, you must be walking uh, most of the day. And he says, no, I have to get up very early in the morning at 4 o'clock to go to my first stop, and then when the sun comes up, I teach, and then I walk to the next one, do some teaching, walk to the next one, do some teaching, and come home. He -hmm. says many times he will do Bible study while he's walking. And he will have some of the villagers follow him, saying, I've got to go to the next village, but I've got to tell you more about Jesus. So he says, come along and walk with me. <laughs> well, it would be so much better to put something like two wheels underneath this man right. to be able to get quicker to the places. And that's why transportation is so valuable.
2: And it also comes back to they know the urgency. They, it's not a, a 9 to 5 no. job, and once 5 o'clock comes, I'm home. It's a, this is their life and they want to reach as many as they can with the gospel
1: exactly in vietnam you can put 5 people on a motorcycle i've seen this in <laughs> no, you you've seen many this, times. But, oh many no, times yeah Whole yes, you can yes you can you can you you put dad basically driving mum behind and kids <laughs> somewhere before ahead of dad That's true. and or behind I've seen it so many wow. times. In fact, when we go into Vietnam and we take guests in with us or somebody like that, if there's four on a motorcycle, we don't even be bother bringing it up uh, <laughs> because that's so standard. But if you get five on, that's something to point out. So <laughs> that's the, sort of the rule of thumb.
2: And you can see stacks of boxes and oh. it's amazing how they can move stuff on a motorcycle. <laughs>
1: they can move steel on motorcycles. They can move everything. house, um, Bricks. Ah, uh, we've seen every, pigs, yeah. chickens. Yeah. I've seen thirty chickens <laughs> in cages strapped onto a motorcycle. So, and a motorcycle
2: just, is like a multi-purpose vehicle oh, over yeah. here. It's a
1: half-ton, <laughs> yeah. in, in our words, <laughs> and and they can haul a lot of goods and a lot of people. <laughs>
0: so, so uh, the transportation. This is something that Empower is specifically doing in different countries around the world. Is helping out with transportation.
2: That's right. um, Multiple countries, India, Vietnam, for a few of them. Um, We do bicycles. We do motorcycles. It all depends on the country and the need.
1: And it's it's not our primary focus. Like, we are not a motorcycle uh, ministry, (laughs) all right? But what we are, we're finding the needs and the opportunities. But primarily, we're Bibles. We're training. We're pastoral support. But then somewhere around the edges— we have to help them with these tools.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it's more effective for Makes the Makes them more effective. <laughs> yeah, it's right. not
1: it's not something that will stop the gospel, but we can speed up the spread mm. of the gospel through it.
0: And like we said, every day counts and every matters counts. in this.
1: Souls are important.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think you answered that question very effectively. Good job. Um, it's always a pleasure talking with you both. And for our listeners, if you would like to have your question about modern global missions asked and answered, you can go to us at ronpierce.org. Submit your question and then keep listening to see if that question has been answered. So one more time, it's at askus at ronpierce.org and we look forward to having you join us next time.